Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey, friends. It's Mark Bittman, host of Food. If you haven't listened yet, we talk about recipes, of course, and a lot about cooking, but also about injustices in the food system and how America's food policy is moving both forward and backwards. We had climate expert, genius, and all-around great guy Bill McKibben, Leslie Nicole, who's down to Nabby's Mrs. Patmore, and legendary Gullah Geechee cook Emily Meggett. We've got much more in store for you. Fantastic guests like Alice Waters, Dan Levy, Cory Booker, and Jack Papan, plus our customary recipes and, starting soon, commentary or, depending on the day, rants. Please check us out. I'm sure you'll like the podcast. Thanks. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. How are we doing, everyone? <laughs> Episode 10 of Season 2 of the United People's Podcast, and it's Sam, it's Bow, and it's Neil, and I tell you what, we're coming off the back of a, a slightly better week, I think we can call it, instead of getting absolutely pumped by City. We've come from behind twice uh, against Omania and against Everton. We'll run through both of those games. We'll speak about my nice little trip, my nice little jaunt, huh? a little bit of winter sun. I, I want winter sun for the rest of my life. I can. I want to be rich. I, I, I want. A, I want a house somewhere like Cyprus. That'd be nice. But lads, uh, Bal, how you doing, man? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm just, just trying to just clear my throat here. Just one of those random, random coughs that I got. But other than that, yeah, good. <laughs> so basically, I shouldn't have gone to you first. I should have gone to Neil. Yeah. How, you, how you doing, Neil? I'm also fine. I'm, I'm clear of throat. Oh, that's that's really good news because there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of goals to talk about here. Hey, eh? look at that. Five should have been more than five, really. It's given how many chances we had in these two games, I swear to God. I think that that that's a little bit kind of a little not an annoyance, but like I suppose that's what happens when you get um, different stages of progress in a team. Like at the, at the beginning, it was just about getting results, right? It's just about as long as he gets the wins and good. 
And it's nice to see United having a bounce-back ability. I don't know, I just wanted to say bounce-back ability. Um, against Omania and Everton. But both of those games, sloppy starts. First game, let's go back to Cyprus. But we were... Uh, we had so many half chances against Omania in the first half. Like so, I think we had 28 shots against them overall. Uh, but just so many indecisions at the last moment, like the wrong final ball. It felt like we were trying to get Ronaldo a goal by the end of it. It was a bit weird. Um, that's that, that was my take from the stands. I was dead sober. I could actually look at a game on a European away and actually see the ball. Genuinely, it's one of the first times. Uh, but what, what was it like uh, for you lads watching the game? Is there any sort of big takeaways you would have from the first half or the overall performance? Yeah, I, I mean, well, obviously bad first half, good second half, roughly broken down. Um, yeah, I basically, what you said was telling about Ronaldo desperate to get a goal. Like Rashford, one of the most unselfish things I've ever seen, basically just stopped. He was on for, on for a hat-trick, stopped and just squared it to Ronaldo, he didn't. That was weird. It was weird. It was weird. It just didn't seem, I don't know. It's obviously such a thing, the 700th goal. It's obviously weighing really, really heavy. And obviously he's in, you know, sort of this local legend, well, not local legend, this global legend, sort of in and around the place, you know, a little bit pissed off. And yeah, I think they're just saying that let's just, let's calm him down. Go on, have a goal, have a goal. But then, yeah. <laughs> he's a good line. Hey, Chris, but he also was, was it first goal of the season as well? Well, his first. Now he scored um, against Sharif with a uh, thingamajig penalty. Oh, yeah. So that was his first. Uh, the second one was against Everton. But, um, mate, I, the first half, like, I I really liked Anthony in his last few games. I think mm. it's kind of going under the radar. Like, can you imagine if Anthony hadn't scored in his first three games and he met the pelters that he'd be getting? They, it, would, it would be all over the papers. But now that he's scored in the first three, it's like, well, that's not sexy. That's not an interesting story. And no one's really saying much about it. I think there's obviously... It's shadowed by Haaland, though, isn't it? I mean, there's only one story in town when it comes to goal scoring at the moment. However big a signing you are. I mean, basically, Anthony's there because he's, you know, he's in the conversation because he's expensive. Yeah, but, you know, goal a game. Can't really argue with that. But then there's... And and Arsenal. It's Arsenal at home, City away and Everton away. It's not exactly easy games. And I think they've all been pretty... They've all been pretty accomplished finishes in their own way. I genuinely think the City goal is probably going to be gold. City goal is unreal. Imagine that scoring an absolute pearl like that just means an absolute <clears throat> sweet FA. It's unlucky, mm-hmm. really. But in the um, look, the second half against second half against Omanoia sort of led into the game really because it was Luke Shaw and Marcus Rashford that changed the game when they both came on at half time. Uh, Luke Shaw, what? Probably you could argue it's probably the best performance you've ever seen from Luke Shaw in the United shirt against Everton. Like genuinely, mm. it was it was kind of that good. And Rashford came off the bench against Omanoia and made all the difference. Two goals. Mark, uh, Anthony Martial, mate. What honestly? Like, what's your take on Martial now, mate? It's, it's another situation where you're like, oh, look at the promise, oh, look at the potential, oh, he scores a goal, you get excited, and then you get face slapped by an injury again. Like, is this I'm cycle hoping, ever going to change? I'm hoping it's not too bad. This Ten Hag was saying it's a different injury, um, so it's, it's his back. So hopefully, it could be precaution. I mean, he was okay enough to carry on through from the warm up. Um, but I don't know. Let, let's see. Fingers crossed. Um, but that's why. I think, but saying that, when Ronaldo came on yesterday, I thought he actually played very well. He pressed well. He won the ball back well. It feels like Ronaldo's um, had like that was that. It almost felt like that was may, maybe the last game of Ronaldo's preseason. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It's quite telling yeah. how little he celebrated. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't do the sue, did he? It was kind of almost like an acknowledgement that yeah, I can't really 
pull off a branded celebration at the moment. I'm not quite he was, there. I quite enjoyed that celebration. Him and Anthony going next to each other, just like hum. That was funny. Yeah, where Anthony, it looked like a set, like a Monty Python sketch. The way Anthony just suddenly, a <laughs> tiny little he man, just, just suddenly appeared off the side of the screen. <laughs> I mean, but going back to uh, last Thursday, and then which kind of led into Sunday selection, like their first goal. If you recall, we had the corner, and we've literally piled everyone forward by Malassia. And the ball's fallen to Sancho on the just uh, um, on the left hand side of the box, and he had an easy pass. Bruno's overlapped, and Bruno could cross it in, but he's tried something silky, and he's lost the ball. And then, or oh, he's given it back to uh, Malassia, who's then suddenly been swarmed on, and he's then kind of lost it. So, I think Ten Hag's dropped him. I think did he take him off at half time then? Uh, yeah, he did take him off yeah, half time. Yeah. So the thing is, case well, in that situation, knowing that. You've got so many people in your team forward. You can't then play a pass like that or lose the ball. In, what, in what, what is your take on that? Because uh, do you think do you think that was an unf- not an unfair pass to give to Malasia? But obviously he had a, he had a poor touch himself. Like I, I think he'll admit yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, he 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 did. But the easy pass there was was just to Bruno play the basic thing. You got to, in that moment think okay, we've we've overloaded so many players forward here. If we lose the ball, we could get caught with a sucker punch here, i.e. a last man foul, red card, or they break quickly and they scored like, like they did. Um, but, I mean, I wasn't reading too much into it overall because I thought first half, we, yeah, you've got to look at the opposition. We played very well, I thought, in terms of chances created. Like that one, um, Anthony was looking for Bruno rather than going around the goal, goalkeeper, and he had an open goal. Oh, little, little, little things like that. What... Other teams like City do or Liverpool in the past or more cutthroat European teams is they go 2-0 up, first 20 minutes, 30 minutes, game's done. Then you can play at your leisure. We always seem just... We saw it again last night as we were talking off air. Had the chances to kill the game, but just didn't do it. No, what is it? Lovely space said Liverpool in the past. That's brilliant to hear. <laughs> Nicely. Oh, yeah, we can talk about that yeah. in a little bit. Yeah, no one likes to see it. <laughs> Uh, but it's a shame because it also means at the same time that Arsenal are actually doing quite well. So it's a little bit of an oxymoron on that one. But um, mate, the, the, the Omnia game, for me, you're talking about there the, about European team or big teams going tuning up and taking it by the scruff of the neck. For me, it's just in these last two games, it's just down to intelligence and making the right decision at the right time. Because there was like you know when uh, Ericsson against uh, Everton, he had that shot with his left foot. I think it was like laid back to him and he just sort of like fired it. It was a rising shot mm. over the bar. And that was a counter-attack where Bruno had the ball, I think, and it was over to Anthony. If United had played that better, it would have been a clear-cut opportunity. We were on the break. There was only like two or three Everton defenders back. And it turned out to be Ericsson on the, with a first touch, a first-time shot from the edge of the box. It was a half chance instead of a, like a proper chance, if you know what I mean. I think that's what we've been doing in these last couple of games. It's The football's been good. Like, if, if we're looking at probably... The most controlling we've seen United was that game against Everton, and I, yeah. I and, and in quite a, a tough environment as well. One nil down away from home in Goodison Park, you can United have crumbled in that situation the last few years, haven't we? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I thought yesterday I thoroughly enjoyed watching that first half. I mean, other than Delat aside, who's trying to do a one man sabotage himself with his, some of his passes. Um, I thought we moved the ball very, very well. The triangles coming out of playing balls around the corner, just moving that ball quickly left to right, using the overlaps 
we actually, I, I, I really, really enjoyed that first half. I thought we were quite unlucky to only going ahead 2-1. Um, I mean, the, the martial injury and substitute probably because suddenly you're playing to a different striker now and different type of player. So you've got to change your approach. But um, I, don't, second... I, I don't particularly think we did change our approach. I think you're right. Ronaldo played well. Mm. Did. Yeah, I mean, like Casemiro from obviously the difficult start. And I think he'll learn very quickly that I can't afford to do I'm not going to get that time time in this in this league. Um, but then quickly, start very quickly after that, start to lay his authority on the game. And but I, I, I was looking at again Christian Eriksen, the guy just absolutely oozes class. Everything we did, he's at kind of like a central focal point, just playing that key pass forward or the or making the ball go from left to right and being being the man in the middle to, to kind of orchestrate it. Or I think he's been he's been brilliant. Something I found quite interesting about that is that when when United are. <clears throat> have the ball and we're playing the ball forward, we typically switch to a, it's, it's like a three, one, six formation. It's like you, you have your two center backs. You have one of your central midfielders drops back into a three. The other central midfielder sits in front. And then you, you, you use those six, you use all the attackers and the fullbacks to create the overloads that allows the space. To, that, that, that's, that's like the Ten Hag philosophy yesterday mm. against Everton. Um, sometimes it was Ericsson that was a deeper midfielder. And sometimes it was Casemiro, which I found a little bit interesting. Um, mm. Yeah, because you're right. Ericsson is, even even if it's, I don't think he's been the best that he's been in the last couple of games. I think they're a little bit muted by comparison of his influence in the sort of our, our four-game winning streak between Liverpool and Arsenal. But he kind of does it quietly, doesn't he? He's just like, mm. it's nice. It's just, you, you don't have to worry about Ericsson, do you, at any point? But, but, but that's what you want. You, you want that kind of, that loading shared of responsibility shared between the team. I mean, the, that, that Casemiro missed in the first half. He created that ball. He's given it out wide and then he's followed his run and then Rashford's waited and then he's put the ball right on, uh, right on the money. And yeah, it was, it was a bit of a sitter, but that's your deep line in midfielder breaking those lines to get into the box. Previously, it's just been, okay, get the ball wide. Okay, we've got Ronaldo in the box, lump it in. And now he's two on one against defender. So it's, it's refreshing to see. Um, still, early, still early days. And the next three games are big for us. Right, I've made a look to the table, right? So we're, if I'm right, we're fifth. Our next yeah. three games are against, in the Premier League, are against Newcastle, Spurs and Chelsea. Mm. Chelsea are fifth. No, Chelsea are fourth. Newcastle are sixth and Spurs are third. So we literally mm. play the three teams around us. Last six games, we've played Liverpool and Arsenal. Uh, we're, in, we're, in the, the, we're in the meat. We're in the meat of the sandwich. Right now, mm -hmm. the fixtures that are coming up. Uh, Newcastle is going to be tricky on Sunday. We'll speak about that in a bit. But uh, Neil, what's your what was your take on Casemiro's performance overall? I, he was given man of the match by um, BT Sport. I kind of thought that did Luke Shaw a little bit of a disservice. I thought he actually had a fucking great game. But I did a video on Casemiro today, sort of analysing his performance. It was a bit of the best and the worst of him, I think. Um, the worst of him was, of course, getting caught on the ball by Onana for that goal. And the best of him was the response from that. Like... Mm. He's so. I mean, I don't need to tell you that he's better than McTominay, but it's we we've all, sort of all waited patiently. Was that the sort of a, that, that performance that kind of arrival of Casemiro, and that's that, okay. He's a he's a he's a Premier League starter now from now on. Yeah, yeah. In, in a word, I, yeah. He definitely. I mean, he's uh, his stray passing was seemed to be the problem with his his previous starts. Um, 
But no, he just he's always looking forward. That's the thing. McTominay doesn't isn't as forward thinking, despite the fact he's I think he started as a striker, McTominay. He's not as forward thinking with his passes. Casemiro gets his head up, passes it. Uh, it's gonna have to be earlier. As I said, getting caught was was not great. It was a really bad start to it. But from there on, I think he just grew into the game. I think he's a he's a he's a tank. He's such a unit. Um and you're right, I think what like Bow said, just seeing seeing a sort of a deep lying midfielder. Getting forward, yeah, I mean, it was a crap header, but at least he was there to actually get it. Uh, no, I, I genuinely came away thinking he was probably my man of the match. He was he, your man of the match. Almost out of relief that actually starting to, that felt like the real Casemiro for about 60 minutes. Like the the kind of the awkward, slightly bit bumbly one that's getting used to finding his feet in a new league for the first half an hour. But it really did feel like he hit his stride. He was hitting his straps properly in the last sort of hour of the game. That really that- good, really good performance. Do you reckon like just the the presence of Casemiro was was quite important for how fluid that first half felt? Because you're right, I I, I genuinely think that's one of the most enjoyable. Uh, other than the fact that we went one 0 down from going one 0 down, it was the most enjoyable, controlling. Yeah, it felt it felt like we had the game in the palm of our hand, and we were deciding when we sped it up and when we slowed it down, and it was kind of all our doing. Well, even a goal down, I didn't feel we were going to lose. Um, I know we had that sort of period under Ollie, which we had to go a goal down to win two one. Uh, but that's not that's not us anymore. It was a good reaction, but it was mm. yeah, it was just it was just it, not effortless. Obviously, there's a lot of work goes into it, but it felt incredibly comfortable for, the, for mm. pretty much the whole game. There was a couple of the last sort of two or three minutes when there's a whole bunch of corners coming in. But even uh, then, I thought how we defended that situation. Varane's header, Shaw's header. Denmark actually putting the ring on, man. I thought that was yeah. a smart call. Mm. Mm. Yeah, Martinez had another another good game too. Mm. It was yeah, going a goal uh, down. I mean, yeah, okay, okay. sort of. Oh, so no, just, just in regards to that Rashford goal, I was reading today oh, on, on Twitter. Had he squared it to Bruno, the goal would have stood. Well, because I, I, it's, it's about like a, a handball directly leading to a goal. Is that what it is? Yeah, some sort so, of shit like that. So because that handballs then led to him running going forward, and then he squared it to Bruno, and Bruno's tapped it in. The goal was the goal stands. So it's just it's just ridiculous the, the fact that that gets given as handball, but then the Arsenal penalty where Gabriel's stuck his hand up when Jota's trying to put it over his head. Mate, his hand given. was like I don't know what he was doing like a swan. It was, like, it was the most unnatural position I've ever seen in my entire life, <laughs> and he wasn't but, sprinting either. That was that was stupid. Mm. But speaking about <laughs> Arsenal Liverpool, <laughs> sorry 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 I shouldn't laugh. I shouldn't laugh, but I'm going to. You're, you're entitled to a bit of laughter. Oh, we've been the other end of it for a while. After the nine nil last season, I'll take anything mm. I can, anything I can grab. It's um, we'll end it. We'll end it. That don't want to, don't want to beat them when they're down. But it's just, it's such a shame. Couldn't happen to a nicer team. Mm. We, we are Luis... allowed to beat them while they're down. That's that's the whole point of this. L- yeah. Luis Diaz is out until after the World Cup now as well. Is he? Yeah. It just gets worse and worse <laughs> and worse, or maybe better. I don't know. Actually, no, they play City on Sunday. Probably worse. <laughs> Hmm. Ah. That, um, Matt, I speaking to Matt earlier. They, they, um, he went to the game yesterday. Him and mate Mark, and uh, they there was no dedicated pub for United, so they went the other side of Stanley Park, obviously near Anfield, <laughs> and went to one of the Liverpool home pubs, <laughs> which was full of them. Given the fact that they were playing at four o'clock, that's risky. So, so you guys, we, we just kind of just sat there. We're the only two people who in the whole pub. Who didn't cheer when Liverpool scored? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he's got a bit of a death wish. <laughs> but, yeah. So. That's, that's a very risky move. Very, but like, what do you think of Arsenal? I mean, I, I'm still waiting for the implosion, to be honest. I don't know, man. It, 
it, it feels like the culmination of of like a, of a, ma- a manager being trusted even through like the thick and the thin. And totally, it feels totally agree, totally agree. But still, very young, very untested. Oh, I hope you're completely right. I hope you're and, and I hope you're just perfectly correct. But Martinelli looks good. If it's not oh, him, it's Jesus. Like, but, the but the issue, I think the issue they have is like Liverpool. They they don't have much depth. No. In terms of he's, I think uh, they were saying yesterday, eight of the eleven who started yesterday have started every single league game. Oh, really? So he's got his clearly got his go-to players. Well, they've got no Europe, have they? No, they are. They're in the Europa League. I know, yeah, but, 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 yeah, but it doesn't really matter. They can change big Europe. Um. So I mean, like I, I really like Sha- like um, what's his name, Saka. I think he's a brilliant, brilliant mm, player. Good player. Um, yeah. really, really good player, but he. We were talking about this earlier on like WhatsApp chat where my mate sees a Chelsea fan and he's like, um, the fact that he's, he was allowed to kind of stay in his job finishing seventh the year before with no pressure. But I go, well, it evidently works. He was going through that whole cult- cultural reboot where getting the like getting rid of the likes of Aubameyang and Ozil and trusting, having the trust from the club and buying young players, promoting youth. Fair play to him. Um you yeah, like you said, you're hoping there's just an implosion there somewhere. But I'd rather Arsenal have taken those points yesterday because I think if City, if Liverpool lose to City on the weekend, we beat Newcastle. We're eight points clear of Liverpool. I saw Man, a really good quote actually the other day saying Pep Guardiola is so bored now that he's trained a new manager and given him loads of players. Is <laughs> <laughs> he's going to make his own competition? Yeah, yeah, he's bored. Is enough. Oh, yeah, mm. but, I mean, but, but I found that weird yesterday. You're Liverpool, you're chasing that game, or you're at two, I think it was two to the time, and he took Salah off. Salah, eh? It's almost like he was playing, he's proper gone Adam Bayora, isn't he? Like playing really well for the contract, and then as soon as he gets the contract, just being like, nah, nah, I'm done now, lads. I'm done. But anyway, fuck them. Yeah, fuck them indeed. Uh, look, we've got. <sighs> oh, sorry, I just started reminiscing about Cyprus. I forgot I'm not in 31 degree heat. <laughs> Wait. It's it's so why well, can't really complain about England too much. We don't get any hurricanes. We don't get any. We don't get anything. You just get crap politics and a bit no of rain. dangerous animals. No dangerous animals. No no snakes. Very very small insects. No spiders. What great place no. to live is really. I shouldn't be complaining at all. But it's not thirty one degrees in October, so I will complain. But mate, we need to go back to Cyprus. We need to do like a podcast podcast away trip to Cyprus for no reason whatsoever. Just I was go quite back to... surprised. Incidentally, speaking of. Is it ammonia or ammonia? I still haven't quite got Ammonia. Ammonia. It's definitely not ammonia. It's definitely not. It sounds a bit like a chemical, some sort of chemical. But I didn't realise until, literally until I watched it, because I'm not big on my Cypriot football, but Neil Lennon was the manager. That came as a bit of a surprise (laughs) to me. Yeah, we realised that on the way to the game. (laughs) They've got got quite a few British players as well playing for them. Do they? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't know that. But um, look, look, let's let's speak about that games that are coming up, man. We've got Omanir on Thursday. Look, the way we're playing at the moment, yeah, right? First of all, what changes do you think they're going to be on Thursday? Because first and foremost, surely Diogo Delo is going to have to be rested. Like he's, I think he started every game so far this season. And the last game against Everton, you're right, he's sort of, he got a bit loose, didn't he? He got a bit loose. Well, well McCamino will play for sure because he's now suspended against Newcastle. Newcastle. So he'll play 100% on Thursday. Um, I think maybe probably him and Fred will come in. Uh, rest, rest, Ericsson. Well, yeah. How many times have we said that in this podcast? Yeah, Ericsson fucking starts. Yeah, I mean, but like I said, it's it's a good position to be in. You like, you know what? I mean, I think 
given the amount of chances we created there last week, they'll be put to the sword. I think I expect it to be four or five. It's, um, it's what it should have been in the last. Yeah. Arguably, you could say the same thing against Everton as well. We should have won that. It was two one. It was. It shouldn't have been squeaky bum time. It should have been probably four one or three one at least by the time the Rashford scored that goal to go disallowed. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I was saying it to the lads out in Cyprus. I was like, at some point, there will be a game where it does just click. And because we are, we are creating enough to win mm. games by two, three goals at, at the moment, uh, City aside. I mean, the fact that we've been able to recover like that from City, I think is pretty good. And we've we've not done it in the, in a perfect way either. The fact that I'd we... Say, I'd say to a degree, I think it has clicked. I mean, just we, if we had a an absolutely bang on it striker, that's basically... I mean, Martial's been obviously in and out, despite the fact he looks superb. And Ronaldo's obviously, you know, we know what his issues have been but i think it really is clear. i think everton was for me it felt like it clicked mm. hypothetically what do you reckon uh, this united team does if it has a striker like harland in it do you think we're just scoring goals left right and center is that the, is that the thing that's missing it's, it's still i mean like i said you've got still be a bit realistic in terms of where we were this time last year like the fall off uh, the turnaround essentially got too like I, I was saying to a mate if you think if you ignore the first two games, where obviously you're still getting used to the team, still getting used to how he want, wanted to play. Since then, we've Liverpool, Arsenal, City, Everton, Southampton, Leicester. And I think of those games, we only won Leicester. So we only beat Arsenal at home last year. Yeah. We got 15 out of 18 points. Yeah, it's a, it's a fucking fantastic. And it, we all expected and predicted to lose to City, right? So I keep saying this. Like anybody calling that City game a reality check, it's like the wrong definition. It's not, it's not a reality check. It's a, it's a benchmark. It's like it's where you want to be, and it's ultimately what you need to compete with. But our benchmark isn't. Yeah, yeah that's I mean, it's not reality. Yes, yes, you could have gone with there with a probably a different approach and say, you know what, we're just going to stink the place out and we'll try and nick one on the counter. And what, but- what, what look, one thing I sorry to interrupt you there. Like we saw Casemiro's sort of he. It felt like. Casemiro didn't appreciate how little space he would have on the ball, even if he, even if there was space. Like when he, he actually turned on the shoulder before he got the ball from Anthony, and still Onana closed the gap. What what would have happened then if Casemiro had done that against City? I, I think he probably would have been susceptible to some serious mistakes, mm. and it and it yeah, it would have been yeah, a, a yeah. sort of a big high profile game where Casemiro would have been like oh, fuck. Maybe that's mm. why Ten Hag didn't use him, but obviously he played. Mm. He didn't use him because McTominay was banging form. Mm. But I hope this is the start of Casemiro. Just like he's there every game in the Premier League from now on for me. Sure, mm-hmm. I'd be very surprised if any. And, and I think Ten Hag has shown one of the. There's a lot of good things he's done as a manager, but who's he dropped? Maguire, Shaw, uh, Ronaldo, Malasia. He's dropped Matomane now. He's dropped Sancho. Oh, geez, let's have a conversation about Sancho. Yeah, probably need to. He's going to strike. I mean, Rashford's on fire at the moment, and and Anthony's absolutely undroppable. So. He is he's a seventy what seventy five million quid reserve. I, it's 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 a it's a it's a big surprise for me actually, Sancho, because I thought he was pretty damn good in pre season. He, he really was, and he, he actually really I think he's, not, I mean, he's got three goals already, isn't he? I yeah, we scored. He, he scored. Uh, he scored against Leicester, I think. Um, yeah, he's, I, I think he started well. He's not, he's, against, mate, do you know about that goal against Liverpool where he just dragged it back, yeah, sent the whole, whole defense to the shops? I'd, 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 it's going to be a blip. I mean, it's not. You know, he was playing really, really well. And the fact is, there's just currently two wingers, 
better form. Than him. And yeah, he was that. That you're right. What you said earlier about when he lost the ball against City, that was mm. that was a bit of a that was daft. But I mean, I can't go too down. Yeah, well, I think it's been it's been two bad performances. Like you, you could you could have dropped any of the front three after City. Yeah, um, because I think they all let the team down in terms of their their lack of press and their lack of just work ethic up top. Um, but he obviously couldn't take all three of them out if he wanted to. But but now it's it's a case of going to Thursday. He'll probably start. Mm. Um, and it's a case of you know what, lay a marker, and, and you, you'd rather have that than someone like. So years gone by where you know, okay, well, whether I play good or bad, I know I'm going to start Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, Thursday. Well, now it's you haven't got that luxury because, like I said, after Newcastle, you got two very big games. I'm really, I'm really looking forward to the Tottenham game just in terms of how that plays out because they're just going to come and just stink the place out, hoping just to counter attack at pace, and that's where someone like Casemiro might need another body in there with him just to kind of. Because if you just play with Casemiro, Oaks and Bruno, and then you're three forwards, you're very, very susceptible to the counter-attack, what Spurs like to do. Um, so I'm, I'm more, I would say I'm not worried, but I think that will be a harder game for us than Chelsea away. I mean, they've, Chelsea have been doing pretty decent under Potter, but if you're looking at how United have played the last couple of games, we've been going 1-0 down. I think if you do that against the Conte team, mm. we look, I, that was probably... For me, one of the best things about that Everton game is they went 1-0 up and they sat in a low block and we just picked that low block apart. Mm-hmm. We, and we, like, Come on, how many times in the last few years we'd watch United just like just bang their head against a brick wall of a low block and have no idea how to break it down? It's Ten Hag's system because he's got the overload and the wingers really hold their width. It stretches the defence and there's always a space for someone like Eriksen, someone like Casemiro to find a ball through. And it worked. Obviously, the counter yesterday, Martial, it was, it was a real shame for him. But hey, look, Varane came back though. He was worried about Varane being injured, and he was back a week later. Like fingers crossed, you know, it's, uh, he's actually going to stay fit. Because saying that, I've got to give a little bit of credit to Lindelof. I thought I thought he played pretty damn well yesterday. Hmm. He's got a good distribution. He, I think he's a good he, he's a good centre back. Uh, the the problem is that he was partnered with Maguire, and they were just like their weaknesses exacerbated each other's weaknesses i've said that well, similar weaknesses and so they're, they're neither of them are quick yeah and, and i mean harry Maguire's just like like sort of faded into the the background which was he fourth choice now presumably yeah, I mean, he's absolutely fourth choice and, I, yeah. and that's and that's deserved because of how well you know what's mad as well martinez right put in probably another like seven eight out of ten performance against everton no one kind of said a peep it's sort of like he's set and he's set a level now he's set a standard well, that's just, like you said about Ericsson. Like it kind of wasn't quite. He's he never drops below seven. Yes, yeah. he's almost. It's the furniture now, and he's, he doesn't have to. Ever, we're not. We're just shocked that we have got someone that's not Bruno Fernandez being creative. Basically, with that shock's gone now. It's just you kind of expect it. But no, yeah. a, we're we're just so. I think United fans the last few years rather used to watching players put in eight out of ten performances or three out of ten, and every single week it chopping mm. and changing. So basically, Pogba. Yeah, We've it's, it's Pogba, absolutely. Right? Like, it's like a chart like that, up and down, up and down. Whereas Ericsson's just like, he's a bit like Dennis Irving. This is like a constant seven out of 10. You don't really have to worry about him. You know he's going to do his job. You can just focus elsewhere. And I think Ten Hag must love that. And that's what he's building. He's, he's building a consistency. And yeah, two two wins from two losing positions is a pretty damn good way to 
responds to the City game, right? What did you make of our corners yesterday? The weird ones. Literally every single one was like... Is it a short the, one? The, the, yeah, they played it short. Then it's come out to the edge of the box. Then he's pushed it to the other side of the box. And then Anthony's crossed it or Rashford's crossed it. I'm like, just put the fucking ball in the box. <laughs> I mean, they, they didn't work them badly. But it's like, nothing's coming of them. So you, you're trying a couple here. Overall, just uh, we're just shit at corners. We're shit at trying to score from corners. We're shit at trying to defend from corners. It's just don't concede any corners of any variety well, in the game. Well, well, we defended the corners really well at the end of the game. I thought Pickford did well. Eh? He's literally, he's about, what, a centimetre away if I had Varane not got his head I to it. I swear to God, if I get a keeper scoring against us, I don't need that in my life. <laughs> I, I sent to a mate while we are watching it, I think Pickford is a Ten Hockey type of goalie. Well, he's actually been linked with us a few months ago and people turned their noses up. But actually, it's a really good point there. We haven't mentioned him. De Gea, genuinely think that was probably one of the better performances from De Gea. Not only just for the fact that he made a couple of really important saves, but we, saw him, outside his, we saw him outside mm. his box. Mm. He was taking passes on that was like probably considered a bit of a dangerous pass like in sort of like a 10-foot gap between two other between two players. Two, yeah, between two hackers. It was really good. And, the, and a bit of sweeper-keeper as well. Yeah, I was like, oh, there you go. Mm. Like, where the fuck have you been? Mm. Is, is, is it just a confidence thing with him or is he just not he's capable well, of it he showed there he's capable well Rio did ask him at the end of the game like what's happening with your contract are you staying he's like oh, I love it here we'll see what happens but like yeah I want to stay so I think his pub, penny's probably dropped for him that he's realised well if I if I want to stay here and I want to play this is what I've kind of got to do I've got to kind of take myself out of my comfort zone so to say no, it's, it's a thing I always mention like it I remember him back at the start and his distribution was like the best part of his game. And he, that was when he was a flappy keeper and he, and every time a, a corner, a, a cross was thrown into the box, he wouldn't be able to punch. And it was like, no one questioned his distribution at that point it, because he came from Spain. Like they, mm. that's, that's how Spanish football is. That's how they won World Cup, European Cup and all that shit. So it's, it's a naturally, it's there in his game. It's almost like it's been coached out of him at United. And... Mm. And I, look, I suppose we'll see in the next few weeks. We'll see what happens when he does it against uh, Chelsea. He does it against Spurs, and whether he can continue that, or whether it was a one-off. But the, I like the, the worrying. The worrying thing for me is he's playing every fucking single game. Like it's heating or Dubravka. It's like, well, we actually probably don't have a number two at the moment. Yeah, I don't really get that. I, I don't really know why. Keepers. I suppose I, I tell you what it probably is. It's probably the fact that. Um, we lost the first game against Sociedad, so we don't really yeah, have yeah. much room for manoeuvre in the Europa League now, do we? We've got I, I, win I, again. I, I think Sociedad will. I, I don't think Sociedad are going to drop any points to these two. Neither, neither will we. And I think it all just come. It all come down to that Sociedad game. It's just going to be a straight knockout. We'll have to win two 0 I believe. Well, yeah. If we win one 0 then it will go down probably down to the goal difference on the other games because the head to head will be the same. And if we win two 0 then well, it's game set match, isn't it? But yeah, I don't particularly think they're going to be dropping any points. What we've got Amanoia and then we've got uh, Sherry for home. Yeah, so two home games. Two home games against, well, Pup. So we should be winning both of those. We think so anyway. <laughs> so I'm going to call it Pup when Amanoia is going to come and get a fucking draw. <laughs> <laughs> Famous last words. But now look, what's your... I don't know, where do we go from here? Like we've had, we've had the ups and downs of the season so far and there will be more of them. Um, but it's a pretty damn decent response to City. Uh, it wasn't perfect, but we're seeing. It feels like we're seeing something new with this United team in the last in the last week or so. Uh, you're right in what you said earlier, Neil. I've got a little bit. 
I don't have to worry about the defense too much now. I'm I'm starting to get a bit confident with it. Not arrogant, but just confident in, in my defense to actually do a job. And they did it again yesterday. They'd done it against Leicester and Southampton away, sort of held held on towards the end when it was a bit tough. And you think United of old are going to concede, but we didn't concede. We didn't concede yesterday when Everton were just throwing literally everything. Like Frank Lampard went for the narrative, didn't he? He goes, oh, tell you what, let's put James Garner on and the big bloke. <laughs> And let's see what happens. It nearly worked. Throat. It nearly worked. James Garner it forced that ridiculously good save from De Gea. Hmm. But yeah, it, it feels, I don't know, it feels nice. It feels like this is, we've, we've seen another stage of it in the last week, last week or so. I think, we're, like, we're, to answer your question, where we go from here is like, make use of the fact that, or take advantage of, like, if you're looking, comparing now, looking at the table, Liverpool, I think, will lose to City this weekend. You've got a chance to, Put an eight-point gap between yourself and Liverpool. Now, I'm not saying that's Liverpool not going to capture us because we've obviously still got to maintain that level of consistency. But they've then got to be that much more consistent, not just not to just catch United, but catch Spurs and Chelsea and Arsenal as well. Um, and I really think these win these next three games or get say seven points out of them. Um, you, you you put yourself in good stead to come out of the other end of the World Cup. If you look at the fixtures after this, I think up until March, February, late February maybe, um, we've got a decent set of fixtures. I mean, I suppose no one knows what to expect post the World Cup, do they? Like mm. we, we could come back from the World Cup with two massive injuries that are out of our hands. Everyone could yeah, be absolutely fatigued. It's, it's totally not. But that's, this is my thing where Arsenal now, they've, they've got the points on the board. I think this is, I read a tweet today. The last two teams to win eight of the first nine games and not win the title was Arsenal in 2008 and Arsenal in 2005. I enjoyed that stat very That's much. A great stat. <laughs> you can write that one down for later, Neil. It's a good one. I will use it. I, 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 I don't know. I kind of want to write Liverpool off now. Certainly for... I mean, obviously for the league. That's got, I mean, what is quite interesting is last year it was, right, it's City and Liverpool and then everyone else. Now it's just City and everyone else. So Liverpool kind of... In the thicket of everybody else. Yeah, well, but, welcome back. You're going. Yeah, welcome nearer. back to the to the shit, basically. And it kind of, I don't know. I just they just they look all wrong. I know. I just keep harping on about them, but their body language, they look like they're sort of niggling at each other a little bit. That I mean, they're just strolling at the back. Um, I, I don't think strange, they're going to get back in. Strange thing that Van Dyke letting the ball bounce as it's coming over the top. And it's like, but fuck them. No, nah, well, yeah, I, I think they massively... It's obvious what's happened, really. Like They were so close to everything last season and didn't get it. And so to be able to have the motivation to do that again is they're obviously struggling with it, which Absolutely. is such a shame. They've kept but, I mean, pretty well until that point. You know? But then you, you get to a point where I think he took that group of players as far as he could take them. It's a case of, now, well, I now needed refreshments. And he's lost Marnie and he's added in Aldi Carroll. Um slip that uh, one in there and i think they i i said to my um, mates just bought loop go if i was in your position i would 100 percent sell salah over mana yes salah is your well your captain hindsight there fucking yeah hell. no no but no uh, we were having this conversation last year but now now's your time to cash in mana is not one of those Big. I mean, I think they got thirty odd million. So whether whether he kept they kept him or not was was different. Salah they would have got big big money for. Shame, um, really. It, Shame. 
But, but now, coupled with the fact that they've now they've not got a lot more injuries as well that they're getting. Um, no, no one likes to see it though. Honestly, no one likes to see it. But, apart from absolutely everybody, everybody's reveling in this. But I suppose I think what mate, we need a striker in January. You see the Gakpo. Yeah. Um, you seen him? You seen what he's been doing at PSV? I saw. At, I saw his goal. Oh no, not Gakpo. I'm talking about the um, the, the Serbian lad. Um, Sesko. Yeah, what you see that goal in international, mate? What the Van Basten volley? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was superb. Yeah, that was ridiculous, mate. But Gakpo, um, so far I think eleven games he's got seven goals and six assists. He's just got the winner at the weekend. He's absolutely crushing it. Uh, and David Ornstein's come out today and said, so Leeds were on the verge of signing him towards the end of the window, um, but he's effectively said, no, I don't want to join Leeds. I want to join a bigger club. So he's flexing. And if he has a good World Cup, there's like fifty million added yeah, to the price. Yeah, I, I, I imagine, I, I imagine he's one of those players who's going to come back from the World Cup with a massively inflated price compared to what's gone into it. Um, it I think United would have signed both Anthony and Gakpo if we didn't have to spend so much on Anthony, um, but we did, so we did, so we couldn't sign him. But he's definitely one to watch for January. What the figures being quoted for that? Uh, what for Gakpo? Hmm. Uh, somewhere in the region of thirty to forty million, because I'm pretty sure he's got okay. a release clause. He's, in fact, I know he's got a release clause. Uh, I just don't know whether he, whether he signed a new contract or not. But look, I suppose we'll see nearer the, the window. It's a long time happens. to January. A lot of football to be played between now Exactly, and man. We've got a whole World Cup to be played before we fucking go into the January transfer I still window. can't get my head around that. Like, isn't it? The, the final's like, there's another 19th of December. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's it, just weird, isn't it? It's going to be horrible. Yeah. Not mm. enjoyable. It's not Christmas, is it? The World Cup. Plus, what if you get absolutely... What if you, we get to the final and just get... Just spanked in the final. We're still gonna be pissed off at Christmas. <laughs> I, I was just, my, my son's birthday is on the thirtieth of November, and um, some somebody else, another family member, has booked a party in the that weekend. So we now booked it on the tenth, the following Saturday. And I looked at it as like, fuck, that's World Cup quarterfinal day. So I was like, I'll have my projector screen up, all the lads in the corner. <laughs> fuck, <laughs> fuck, fuck the kids' party. <laughs> <laughs> get an extra superhero for them my mate my mate rich got um it's his birthday at the weekends and his missus got him a, a stay in a really nice place a hotel the two of them and uh he looked at the date and it was december and he just went fuck and just had to run off and start googling frantically so it was luckily it's sort of i don't think it's not actually playing but we have got to take shit like that into consideration things like father christmas trails and things that, you know the elf trail all that stuff that ordinarily do with kids a lot of that stuff isn't going to happen for me this year. <laughs> well, it might happen, but it just like digitally. That's what it's we're a very, it. very uh, a much lower standard of parenting going to come from me this December. <laughs> Is that possible? Yeah, it's just about possible. We'll find <laughs> well, you. I mean, the quick off times are, are, are kind to us. I think three pm and seven pm. So that is actually pretty good. Yeah, that is pretty good. <laughs> mm. I mean, that's, I hate that seven pm window though, because if either of the kids, like yesterday, was to gain, gain both kids. I started at quarter past six, the bedtime. I was like, you fuckers have been in bed for seven o'clock. I'm watching the match. <laughs> Did you get, five o'clock, get your pyjamas on. It's five o'clock. Get them on. <laughs> yeah. So, um... What do you mean, Dad? It's only five. No, no, it's five o'clock. Put them on. <laughs> I know, it's, it's quickly finished on, a quite, I think, quite an important point that we should probably mentioned earlier. Uh, but the sort of fast that's happening with the Chelsea um, tickets. Uh, so basically, United had a 3,000 allocation. United already did the ballot for the tickets. Then, was it yesterday, the day before, they've announced that the ticket allocation has been reduced by like 634. So, Bao, you sent the email over early, didn't you? So, explain what that email is saying. 
Yeah, well, I mean, to be honest, like, we, we, we got an email from United on Friday saying basically the, the Met Police have flexed their muscle, saying had we kicked off at 16.45, United were able to have the full allocation. The fact that it's a 17.30 kickoff, 45 minutes later, it's now too unsafe to, to have a full allocation of support. So they wanted to cut United's allocation in half, United four, and got down to 600-odd down. Um, so United thing, we're trying to figure out how best to sort this out. Well, because we need, we need, we now need to take 650 odd tickets back of people who have already been promised them book travel, etc. Um, and we got an email today basically saying you can either, uh, everybody who's got a ticket, um, will probably have to collect given the short turnaround because Chelsea haven't printed anything, um, and gave us an option either if you don't want to go and you can't collect, you can either refund the ticket back or you can swap it for a guaranteed future away for the next four ballots. So they've just spread the risk over the next four ballots, which I believe are um, Villa, Fulham, Wolves and Arsenal, stretching into January. Right. So um, we we potentially weren't planning on going. We were happy to swap ours. We would all rather go to Villa, Villa away. So called up. Gave them five Chelsea back, and they've given us five guaranteed tickets for for Villa. Um, so I think the club have actually handled this very, very well because them and Chelsea were both in the middle. Um, it's so weird, isn't it? Like, because Liverpool literally just played Arsenal and they got a full allocation. It's literally just a timing thing of forty-five minutes. Strange. I, I, I just don't know what it is. I mean, that's, it sets a bad precedent, really kind of for all football clubs, not just United, because it, it just means that they well we're not allowing this fixture to be played at this time. So United have played in the capital, particularly Arsenal, loads of times on a Saturday tea time. We played Chelsea at four o'clock on a Sunday. And I don't don't, don't know if it clashes with any other high-profile sporting fixture. Um, but I don't know. It's just the match-going fan just kind of gets pushed aside and we're just a fucking consumer as usual. Well, it's been like that for a long time, eh? Uh, I saw the... Um... What's his face? Laporta from Barcelona. Basically saying they are all aboard the European Super League train still. Uh, so I don't think that story is dead. Um, Florentino Perez has come out and said it as well from Real Madrid. I mean, it's the Spanish side, uh, they are skint beyond belief. They're going to be the, the two that lead it. And you know mm. full well that Joel Glazer is going to be on that hype train too because right? mm. of what happened. He was co-chairman before. So I'm, I don't think that story is dead. But look, it's... um. I like what I, I like watching United again. I really, really do. I like I've got genuine belief that we're heading in the right direction, uh, and I'm seeing more and more evidence of that being the case. Uh, City aside, but that was always going to be City aside. I think any I think so anyway. Um, but look, how shit is Haaland, by the way? He scored one on the weekend, mate. Well, Jesus, I should have captained Cancelo. <laughs> the week before, I captained Trent, and he got <laughs> he got he got absolute stinker. Uh, and yesterday I had a bet on the Arsenal game. I bet on um, well, I did a bet build. I was like Martinelli to score any time. I was like get in after a minute, and I hovered over Trent getting an assist or Odegaard getting an assist. And for some, I went for Trent. It was my fault. I went for Trent because if, if I'd gone for Odegaard, I would have got both of those in the first minute, uh, and I would have won. I would have won like three hundred quid. Alas, I didn't win with 300 quid. It's just uh, it's for a it's very sad story, Sam. You're right. Thank you, mate. Well, not really. Uh, I'll be honest. I would have paid for a little bit of uh, of Cyprus because that stung. Uh, but it is what it is. What well, happened well, out there? Are you, are you in serious debt now? Have you, did you overdo it? Uh, no comment, Your Honour. Okay. <laughs> no further questions. 
<laughs> it's, 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 it, as everybody knows on this podcast, it's always best not to look. Because yeah. if, if you don't look, it's not real. Right? Those be the rules, Neil. I don't, I don't make them up, just follow the rules. But look, we'll wrap it up for this week. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it, ladies and gents. Uh, that was quite an enjoyable one. Next week, we're going to be coming back after Omnia again and Newcastle. Mate, if we can win against Newcastle, they look pretty damn good, by the way. Like Bruno Gamerish, Eddie Howe, what he's doing there. It won't be an easy game. Uh, I'm glad it's at home, I'll be honest, uh, rather than St. James's Park. I hope we can do it. And if we can, mate, we're steamrolling towards the top four. I like that. But look, make sure you listen. Uh, follow, follow the podcast wherever you listen to it. And uh, anything from you, lads, to finish? Huh? Up the no, I think you were really good today, Sam. I'm nothing <laughs> to add there. One was up the fucking reds. One was, no, you were really good today, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. I'll leave it at that. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The briefing room is for anyone who wants to understand the perspective of law enforcement. It's an opportunity for us to talk about what cops are doing out on the street from day to day, why cops do what they do, and also to discuss where cops go out of bounds. When we're out on patrol, when we go to a call, when we make a traffic stop, it's not always about enforcement. What we're doing with the briefing room is we're trying to educate the public. It's not about a lecture. It's, you probably didn't know this is why the police are doing this. And hopefully we can provide the answers to our listeners. The Briefing Room launches January 27th, wherever you get your podcasts. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.